0: This is James Rolfe, and you're listening to the Canned Air
1: podcast. Suck ass, be the angry video game nerd.
2: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Candare, a tribute to comics and pop culture. I am Jeremy Colley. I'm Jack Doherty. I'm Jake Runyon, and joining us today to talk about his artwork and some comics he has on uh, JonathanLamantia.com. Jonathan Lamantia, thanks so much for being with us today. Hey there! Thanks for having me. Uh, we have a good show for you lined up in our retro roundtable. We're going to be talking about uh, favorite monsters from throughout pop culture. I think this will
1: be fun, and another one of those categories I can't believe we've overlooked for so and long. And it needs to be like a multi-part sequence because oh, I can think yeah. enough to fill two hours right off the rip here, and right. just one fourth of what's going on here. So.
2: And after having a look at some of your artwork, there, Jonathan, it looks like you might be. Uh, this might be right up your alley.
0: Yeah, if I, can, if I can remember everything. <laughs> right. I was like, when, when, you, uh, when you sent me the, uh, the notes, I'm like, oh, God, my brain needs to work now.
2: <laughs> we try to uh, bring that down as much as possible. We want this little oh, brain activity good. around here. as <laughs> possible. Then I'm your man. <laughs> right. Then in our comic vault, a few books we'll be talking about. Jake, what do you got there? I've got Hero Squad by B&C Comics Incorporated. Very cool. Jack, what do you have? The Dick from the Free Comic Book Day. Oh, yes. I'm excited. I'm excited. Uh, I'm going to be talking about a little comic here called Neon Joe, Werewolf Hunter, and a lot of you people might recognize that as the uh, Adult Swim show, and uh, this was sent to us by Adult Swim, and it's to promote the, what, second season? Uh, I think it's a five-part miniseries that's starting uh, May 22nd through the 26th. Be sure to check that out. We'll be reviewing this comic. Uh, Lots of Neon Joe goodness to come. Uh, And then we're going to turn our full attention over to Jonathan and talk about all his artwork and comics and his website. Uh, But before we dig any deeper, we decided that it's probably best to be sharing our social media info (laughs) at the beginning of an episode. It makes sense. It
1: makes perfect sense. So, Jake, without further ado. Alright, so uh, now speaking to the whole audience instead of the, like, one-fifth that stayed (laughs) through the whole thing, be sure to follow us on all our uh, social networking. Twitter, at CandairPod, Our Instagram, at Canned underscore Air. We've got lots of great pictures, jokes, links to fun things. Our YouTube page is blowing up right now, or at least that's the plan. We've got new stuff (laughs) on the way just as frequently as we can churn it out. Um, Be sure to visit our merch page, Society6 backslash Podcast. Uh, give us a review on iTunes. Help keep yes, us you know, visible. One. Yeah, yeah. Word of mouth helps, but we also like digital help mm-hmm. if possible.
2: And it's crazy how much those reviews help us out. It makes a huge like, difference. It really it
1: yeah. pushes us into the light. So And it costs you nothing. Yeah. Would be much appreciated. Yeah. So with that, uh, let's turn our full attention to our retro round table. Try it and do it again I did with it. a little more. Let me try and a little retro more. For real, yeah. Do like <laughs> my balls have dropped already. And we'll pretend. <laughs> do, it, do it like, uh, like Captain Marvel would do okay. it or something. And with that behind us, let's get right into the retro round table.
3: Yeah.
2: Show me what you got.
3: What you got?
0: I grab. Taste bad.
2: Boo! Not cool! Disqualified! (laughs) Very well done, Jake. Very well done indeed. Alright, favorite monsters from throughout pop culture? Uh, That would be Nosferatu, Jeremy. Oh, okay. Very good choice there. Yeah, thank you. I knew it was going to be a vampire. Like yeah. that was a given. I was like, "Dracula for Drake. a vampire, <laughs> the vampire, the vampire." Yes, yeah, very good, very good. What about you, Jonathan?
0: You know, uh, I was thinking about it, and uh, I mean, honestly, for me, it's it's a really random one. But uh, the uh, one of the ones that had a, the biggest effect on me uh, as far as growing up was uh, Pumpkinhead. Oh, no kidding from from the film and that's just because of it caught me like at the perfect time for its design it was such a unique design with the the stilt legs that they made for it and it, it just blew me away I, I it it was such a fun movie and the uh, um, the back and it was you know such a a great thing that it was like we can have a, a character that has it seems like it has a great long history to it but it's a, it's a totally new thing. So it, it felt like it had a lot. And of course, I, I mean, I saw it really young, so the 80s, like, the the, the actors in it didn't seem
1: <laughs> as big of a deal. I totally forgot about that character. Yeah, it's funny. It's one of those but, things you don't hear
3: about very often, but looking back, everyone can still be like, oh, yeah, Pumpkinhead, for and sure. thinking about it, right. it doesn't really have a pumpkin for a head. It's just... It's like kind it's, of. That's like got to do with the my, backstory.
2: I have no idea yeah. what any of yeah. you are talking you're, about, about uh, Pumpkinhead. I just am picturing the uh, uh, Return to Oz thing. You're wrong. Oh, yeah. Or Mar from Sandman.
1: Oh, yeah. Lord, yeah, I remember catching a glimpse of that when I was really young. I was like, Pumpkinhead, that sounds silly. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I turn it on, and this thing snarls and jumps
3: directly at the screen, and I'm oh, like, and I'm done. I'm it. fucking oh, yeah. done. Yeah. <laughs> Jack, what about you? Toothless the Dragon from How to Train Your Dragon. I've never seen it. Oh, it's such a good movie. I
0: still
1: have not seen that either. <laughs> you seen it? Jake? I really no, no, I haven't. Is that what you watch when your vagina's hurting you?
3: When you need <laughs> yes. something to calm yeah, you down? A little? <laughs> yeah. I think that was on the other night actually. On There's TV. two of them. There's also a series on Netflix that was oh. not as good, but it was still okay. But he's just the coolest pet best friend. He's kind of caddish. Do you
1: remember that giant toothless at um
3: yeah? Okay, because I can't yeah. remember if it was Cleveland or Cincinnati. But he was at like both of them, I think. <laughs> oh, sweet. He yeah. right. I think the scale is way off. He's way Where did we see that? That smaller, was in Cincinnati, right? The first time we saw it, but he was at Cleveland this, this year. It was like a too. charity photo op kind of thing. Yeah, you got to pay oh, 20 bucks to yeah, go yeah. sit on his back, or you can stand there and 20 get a picture. Bucks? 20 yeah. bucks, right and you two can
1: get like, you know, herpes or whatever, get smeared on the back of that thing.
2: <laughs> Gross children infested with herpes being sat on the you back. You never know, driving. man. This is Cleveland and or Cincinnati. Either one fits the jokes. So. Oh, I man. It was,
1: it was that Cincinnati you gotta lay show. off Cleveland, uh, brother. Yeah, it was a good show. <laughs> it's just, you know, Clevelanders or Cincinnatians. Cincinnatiers.
0: Yeah. <laughs> what, is the herpes ratio
1: higher in these cities. I'm willing to put money down on that. <laughs> yeah, there drops a bunch of listeners. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> Cleveland, Cincinnati, just out actually, all at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I didn't even. I guess we are a local enough focused show that we could be. I could be pissing off
3: like an yeah. important demographic right now. Game <laughs> Fix
1: guys are like, no, we all
3: have herpes. <laughs> yeah.
1: We love Cleveland. We love Cincinnati. It's all in, I love Cleveland more than I love Cincinnati, but they're both good cities. How, what were we, we talking about? So bad. <laughs> Monsters. <sighs> Gee, Jeremy, I don't think you've gone yet.
2: No, no. Um, okay. One of my favorite. Monsters that I remember is, I mean, it's not scary in any way. It's just since I love toys, I mean, obviously, look behind me sure. here towering uh, shelves for of the toys. listeners at home. There is a towering shelf yes. of toys behind If it were to fall, it would surely kill me, right? Now. And it you would, would die the way you lived. I really would, I would be happy that yeah. to die that way. That'd be the way to go, wouldn't it? But speaking of toys and monsters, my pet monster, remember that thing? Yes, I don't. no, he was I don't blue, know. he had yeah. great big yeah. fangs. And he had the. That's like, the
0: one with uh, Fred.
2: Uh, what's his name? Uh, Durst. Wonder Years. Fred Savage. 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 I remember Fred Savage with my pet monster. I got to look it up. Keep talking.
3: <laughs> were you thinking of a, of a different movie? The one with Howie Mandel? Uh, that was Little Monster. Little Monsters. That's, Little that's, monsters, right? that's right, like the yeah. blue horned, uh, horrible. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. It was the worst. And the more that he got away from his home or something yeah, like that. He started yeah, started turning it's into It's like a if they stayed in the monster realm long yeah. enough, they were monsters. I just saw a picture of it. Oh, I am way
2: off. Yeah, it's Fred Savage is in Little, in Monsters. Little yeah. Monsters. Okay, I'm sorry. I
1: swear, oh. though, I has, I swear I saw that dude holding one of those in bed. In like Princess I <laughs> Bride. I remember being really young and uh, watching Little Monsters with my grandmother. <laughs> Something about it just didn't compute for her. This, this old woman... She's watching this thing, like, Howie Mandel, he's tall. I guess it was the fact that the children were the, quote, little monsters didn't really make sense to her. And she's watching, and she's like, no, they're, they're not little at all, are they? <laughs>
3: <laughs> no, Nana, no, no, they're,
1: they're not little. They're just monsters. <laughs> oh, my God, that's perfect. Oh, man, that, how old was I? I was like, that's beside the point. It was a long time ago. That's good. You guys remember that Nickelodeon show, Ah Real Monsters? Yeah, I couldn't yeah. stand. Yeah, you didn't just,
3: like it. The one with the uh, he, he held his eyes in his. Yeah. He's he my favorite. Crow. But he had that armpit cool. hair. Yeah, that that's just hilarious. Gave me the creep. That was, was so gross. freaking nasty.
1: He was the yeah. best. Because if he ever had to manipulate objects, you know, with his hands, he had to put his eyes in his mouth or like yeah. set them on the coffee table. I'm
2: totally like with both of you. I loved
1: him. He was a cool character, but that did bug. Me. You didn't like the armpit <laughs> hair? No, it was gross. Like, why do we need that? I remember Oblina always scared me. So, like, that's his whole thing, is he looked like he was sculpted out of human flesh somehow. You know, it's mm-hmm. like the rest were, like, purple or blue. or You know, look at the Grumbled. Didn't it wear, like, high heels or something? It had, like, that fingernail of a nose. I just remember that. Maybe one. I remember one all I of remember this because, because of I didn't have a lot of friends, yeah. but huh. you guys were <laughs> probably healthy and socially active.
2: Mm, I, I no. can't say that. Oh, no, <laughs> 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 cartoons, a <little> <laughs> lots of cartoons. But yeah, we're starting oh, off with a
0: conversation about monsters. I'm pretty sure that that's all out the window. That's <laughs> yeah.
2: Better. Okay, what about you, Jonathan? Another monster.
0: There were a couple of movies that uh, that I would uh, that I watched. Uh, Night of the Demons uh, was a big one. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So like that that one, and you go back and watch that, and it's not really scary at all. Uh, same. Uh, Fright Night is a is a lot of fun. There's, I, I think, a Class of 1999 is another one that I saw. Uh, and so, like, uh, you know, like a, a couple of movies solidified my love of like robots and m- monsters. Uh, it was like that and Terminator, uh, Pumpkinhead. Terminator. But the, I never like I, I I missed a lot of the like the classic uh, like the Universal monster movies. I never really got mm. into those. So later um and they they never they never really had a bigger as big of an impact on me as you know like uh like the freddy krueger whom i don't necessarily consider a monster but he's definitely up there he's monstrous um, yeah he's sure. monstrous for sure a monstrous um, humanoid per se it's uh it's one of those things that uh the 80s horror genre
1: it was it was more of an impact on me than um and the class monsters, you get those kind of like general monsters, like in Night of the Demons, where like they're demons by name, but their mo is pretty much just like shamble toward and eat people, you know. But totally. like that yeah. worked for that it's genre. Totally. And uh, and but all the the guys that made those
0: movies were heavily influenced by like the EC Comics monsters and the and the Universal monsters, um, and so like I I kind of had to backtrack a lot by finding. The influence of the people that influenced me as a as a young uh, a kid or a young adult. That's a long answer with
2: no. <laughs> <legal> answer. <laughs> no, you answered well, and uh, you can edit that you know, that up however you like. <laughs> no, you answered well, and you threw some in there that I wasn't even thinking of. Like, Terminators, a great Terminators, movie a perfect. Uh, candidate for this category, it would, would never occur to me, but that's what it is. It's, it's I mean. almost like in it's, the oh, yeah,
0: it's, it's you got you got this, uh, this like the genre of movies that's like unstoppable killing machines. Yeah. yeah, and they're I mean they're really they were these filmmakers that were trying to kind of one up the monster genre by creating forces of nature. You know, like you had Jaws and. Uh, Terminator and I mean Michael Myers is not considered like a monster per se but he is a force of nature and and that that kind of thing like you know for the first one and you know arguably the second one where he's like really taken seriously Mm -hmm. uh, in in the films you've got uh, you know you've got movies to kind of back that up cinematically and then you know as the series progresses I mean even the first Nightmare on Elm Street it's, it's taken a lot more seriously. And I love the the Nightmare films throughout, but for very di- different reasons.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. Dream <laughs> Warriors. Those get
1: crazy. Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> I mean, you think Friday the 13th gets nuts. Yeah, Freddy Krueger
1: movies no, get nuts. There's got to be, like a, like, a function, a graph of, like, amount of alcohol or other intoxicants consumed to how much you enjoy the various Nightmares on Elm Street.
2: One that I really enjoy, I mean... Enjoyed as much as you can enjoy any of the Nightmare sequels, but was uh, oh, what was it called? Uh, Wes Craven's New Nightmare. New Nightmare. Yeah, New- that I love that concept, like, it was the actress from the first movie, sure. like, they had thought about and believed in Freddie so much that it actually brought him right. to life. And
0: that was, was a good, like, that was a really good bookend for the series. Uh, I mean, until they did the you know, the kind of a hodgepodge of uh, Freddy versus Jason. But that was well, yeah. that was a good Yeah. Like that was a good way to, to book in uh, yeah. by bringing back all the you know the originals and it, it really did work. Uh, really well, and I, I really enjoyed
3: that one, too. Didn't they change him a little bit in the new nightmares? Like, his claws yeah, were actually made, like they a made big like, claw
0: yeah. instead of knives. They, uh, they redid his claw. They gave him, like, this big trench coat. Like, he, he looked really menacing. And they, right. the best of that is they, they brought Robert England to play himself and made him very... Uh, like, he... Because Robert England's just a sweet dude anyway. Like, he's really nice, and he's like... You know, they have these scenes where he's interacting with the fans, and then he's like talking about how freddy krueger is sort of like in his dreams and and he's painting him and it's it, it's a really cool thing and it's it's got uh, like that came out around the same time as uh in the mouth of madness so you had two movies that's that, a great uh, one uh it kind of mirrored that idea of reality kind of bending in on itself and and like fiction becoming reality becoming fiction and like those two movies hit me like at a, at a great time for like <laughs> screwing up in that
2: that way. It was really cool how they did that. Um, American Horror Story: Roanoke did something very similar, where you watched like half the season, and yeah, then yeah. The, the next episode that comes out makes it like what you had just watched was all. A fictional show within that world.
1: It was, it was a ballsy move. It, it like was. It,
2: it, it
0: worked. I need to get caught up on on all of those. I actually, I think I've only gotten like through season two. Which one's the Carnival one? Three. Four?
2: How many are there? There's four or five. Because it was there was the House, and then there was the it's Asylum. Three. Free oh no! Show, hotel Sofort and, and
1: Roanoke. Season two Ugh Uh, The Asylum's the best season, I think, though. That one had it all. It's got Nazis, it's got aliens, it's got mutants. It's got all things that are good. Really?
2: Oh, yeah. I haven't watched the first few, but, like, the Freak Show one started good, but it got really... Freak Show kind of soured on me. Fell off, and I never could get into the Hotel one, but... Hotel wasn't my favorite. Roanoke was amazing. It was cool. I
1: I watched every one of those. I'm really into that, like... Evil forest concept, like old powers—you know, things that have been there. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. some subverted natural force. uh, There's a concept to me. There's
2: a monster for you, the butcher.
1: Oh my god,
2: that was not Kathy Bates' butcher, but the (laughs) The one actual actual
1: butcher, Billy the butcher, (sighs) Billy Billy Butcherson.
2: Butcherson. Hey, there's another monster, (laughs) Butcher
1: Pete. He's still hacking and whacking. Who? It's a song. It's a song. (laughs) Don't worry.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) Okay, well here's one that um I never oh, was really pir- pyramid head. I'm oh, throw that one? Yeah, out. yeah, yeah. Silent Hill pyramid heads. Yes. Oh yeah. Yes. We saw a girl dressed up as We did. Uh, at
0: yeah. The yeah we went what to what a horrible incident. Like a lot of a lot of pyramid heads at conventions now and it's really fun to Get pictures with them and then tr- see them try to walk around.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> dedication for sure. It's not a, That is not an easy costume to, to, to walk in. Not practical. I can't remember who it was, but I saw on uh, Instagram, I think it was. I thought that was a dedication level, and it is. I, but I, until I saw that somebody went to a con dressed as Peg and Al Bundy. And we're hauling uh, that. that.
0: That was at C2E2. They uh, yeah. they brought the couch up and I missed hauling it. The couch <laughs> around, yeah.
2: Just Good put war. the couch
0: in the middle of the foyer and then they just sat there.
2: <laughs> Isn't that crazy? <laughs> that is fantastic. That's dedication. Oh, now you have to plan on abandoning that couch, right? Oh, sure. I mean, you don't, like. We got to make sure we get this back to the car. I mean, I don't leave know. it. I would, yeah. Unless they plan on doing it again. What if the convention does?
3: Damn it, they left a couch here. Another couch?
1: (laughs) If that cosplay catches on, conventions are going to have a real problem on their hands. People leaving their couches here and there. Well,
2: somebody raises the bar and then someone (laughs) goes higher and higher,
1: so it'll be crazy to see what happens next. Before long, someone's going to come dressed as a couch, and they're just going to have... Fake owl and (laughs) carrying them around. It's like a subversion (laughs) of (laughs) that one. I'm sorry, I didn't articulate that well because it was so funny to me as I was thinking about it.
2: Right, right. What else we got? Whose turn is it?
1: You know, I already said Nosferatu. Dracula is right up there. You know, I love the universal monsters. And as much as I love Dracula, I think my favorite universal monster is probably the creature from the Black Lagoon. Mm
3: -hmm. Just because
1: what a cool costume that is. Yeah. Yeah. I realized,
2: I was about to also mention one just a little bit ago before we got off on Pyramid Head, was, uh, again, I've never really liked these movies, but Tremors, the idea of those things Uh, are always terrifying, like, you're never, you're not safe anywhere, they can come up anywhere
1: Especially if you, like, you've lived in the west or southwest, where the whole world around you is just flat Mm -hmm. sand, you know, where do you run, where do you go? Nowhere, you screwed. It yeah. was a good enough monster to make what eight sequels to it, yeah. something like that, <laughs> and, a, and a television show.
0: Really? Oh, oh yeah, it it. yeah, it did. Yeah, oh, they, they had uh, they had a show. They had several sequels. I I jumped off at the third one, but uh, <laughs> yeah. I'll, uh, I am more than likely going to watch all of it at some point.
2: Huh, dedication.
1: <laughs> but uh, Gremlins, Gremlins. Oh yeah, yeah. A little Gizmo and the, the good, good ones and the bad ones. Yeah. Which always confused me when I was younger because I was an idiot when I was a child. And it's like, don't feed them after midnight. And I'm like, well, it's going to be midnight somewhere in the world right now. You know, it just <laughs> never really occurred to me. the clock
0: sure the morning that... is after midnight.
3: Yeah.
0: I'm not sure that makes you an idiot. I think that makes you ahead of the curve on that
1: one. <laughs> that, I suppose, or
3: uh, non functional.
2: It's called suspension of disbelief, kid. <laughs> yeah, well, I can't <laughs> suspend it <laughs> as much as I'd like to try. What about like monster like families like the monsters and the Adams family? Which, speaking of which, with their their coexistence like seems odd to me.
1: Yeah, don't you I, think
2: I, like whoever created the Adams family, one of them was a
3: copycat.
2: Yeah, yeah. But who was it? Who came first? Oh, that's a good question. I think it was. I want Adams to say it was Adams.
3: Family. Yeah.
2: Was it? Sure it was I mean, monsters does seem
1: like the knockoff. It seems like the Kmart version. Yeah. The, the, I I like the monsters a lot. But I think the thing that appeals to me about the Addams Family is that they're just humans who are really morbid. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's yeah. Something about that is funnier the to The monsters
2: me. just kind of carried on a normal life with yeah. little, like, like haunted-laced jokes. Like, <laughs> yeah, uh, you know what I mean? It was basically Lots a sitcom. Of puns. Very punny, puns, very man. punny, yes. And always based around what they were, monsters and Halloween, where yeah. the Addams
3: Family is just grim. Like, that yeah. yeah, was awesome. I love it. Even though they had a... Severed hand running around all over the place.
2: I love that thing when (laughs) I was young. Some hippie thing that can speak. Was they didn't have that in the original TV show, did they? Thing. Thing?
3: Oh yeah. Did they? Yeah. It was just a like there'd be a jewelry box. box. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't until the movies that they actually made it come out and run around. Had enough money to like simulate.
1: Well, what else we got, guys? Anything? I'm not gonna go on and on about it because I could if you have me, but I beat <laughs> Jimmy <laughs> Buffett. Uh, oh, jeez. <laughs> oh man, one episode down, you're already <laughs> Jesus. We're only yeah, let's talk here. about Jimmy Buffett. Let's talk about how I enjoy a cheeseburger in paradise now and then. No, um, I'm I've not gonna heard go one on. Of the about songs
3: it. over the weekend, and all I could do is shake my head. And think, sure,
1: <laughs> <laughs> you don't understand, man. You're not a parrot head. That's what, they, that's what they call Buffett fans. I didn't come up with it. Hellraiser, pinhead, and the oh. Oh, okay. Yeah. Love oh, those. yeah. Yeah. Probably the pinnacle monster. Oh, I guess those right? were the the movie monsters that got me into horror movies. Mm -hmm. I was deathly afraid of horror until I saw Hellraiser when I was actually I
0: like that that's that's the one that they're like, well, well, these guys look friendly.
1: I'll watch them. Here's (laughs) the thing. I think I've probably told this story on the show. I come from a family that loves horror, and I, for whatever reason, was born a pansy. I just couldn't handle it. Any suspense or frightening images, I had no patience for it. Then one Halloween... I was I was with my family and I got the flu. I was like deathly sick, so I was like half you won't conscious die anyway. You might as well watch right. This. I was half conscious on the couch. <laughs> my family sits down. They're like, "Here's what's up." They're playing all the Hellra- Hellraiser movies back to back right now. So you either want to like try and fall asleep or see if you can crawl yourself upstairs. And I just stayed there on the couch and I watched like the first three Hellraiser movies and like that submersion therapy. Immersion, not submersion. Mm-hmm. Immersion therapy, and I came out the other end totally into horror. That's that's so, crazy. Now it's like the foundation of. It's all my fun interests. to like that quickly latch onto something. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah,
2: that's
0: fun. I like how because ending on Hellraiser Three is like it, I love a lot of Hellraiser Three, but man, that is not a favorite. No, <laughs> for a lot of people. If it it's got a lot of fun parts but it's uh, I mean it's not as and I even liked uh, Bloodlines too Uh, but uh,
1: man they got some bad sequels in there it's a real shame that it just kind of limply carried on the way it did how many uh, sequels are there oh I don't know (sighs) I want to say nine how many Final Fantasies are are there there really because there's there's um,
0: I actually just watched the last one the one that was uh, the the one that Doug Bradley wasn't even in uh, for Pinhead and I, you know, it's not as bad as I was expecting. Uh, it's it's weird because uh, they kind of do a retelling of the of the mythos, and it's 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 low budget, and so it's it's one of those things. If it were to have come out as like the third one, and like none of the other ones, if you weren't already bogged down with the the pile that you had already <laughs> slogged through to get there, it wouldn't be that bad. But this one was just like. Whatever.
2: <laughs> oh, yes, that's that. Then now. yeah. Uh, hell, the hell world.
0: Uh, H- hell world is still probably the the, the worst, but because uh, that's the one where they go into a, a a video game for Hellraiser <laughs>
2: fans. Oh my it's, god! It's it's so bizarre. We did that in um, Freddy too, though, didn't mm-hmm. They, they went to even that game. title. Hell world
1: is hell. Not its hell world. place. Yeah, it's, it's like saying it's America really, Land.
0: Well, Hell World is the, the <laughs> world in the video game that it's. It's sort of like taking '90s approach in a movie that was made in the mid 2000s.
1: <laughs> I do remember seeing like that
0: talking movie. About chat,
1: chat rooms and stuff. <laughs> right. I kind of wish I could play that game though. No I saw way. it and I was like, it "Oh, that'd yeah. be kind of cool if there was like a Hellraiser MMO. It was just like some spooky, you know, kind of. It was. I mean,
0: it was uh, <laughs> uh, like style video game.
1: There are so many
2: good ideas for MMOs out there that'll just never see the light of day. No. It's too bad.
0: I will say that one of the other movies that really made a big impact on me was uh, Return of the Living Dead, uh, the first the first one.
2: Oh, sure. Oh, well, yeah, I gotta mention the zombies in this, I guess, right?
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> Probably the, the most popular monster out there, right? Built. Certainly the most, like, yeah, popular is the e- word.
0: Because <laughs> uh, I think that it's one of those ones where you can sort of, Prior to Walking Dead, like, it, it was a, it was really easy to sort of just say, like, it's a, an allegory for a lot of things. Currently, I don't really know what people personify zombies as other than they're just fun. But prior to that, with, like, the original Romero trilogy, and then a little bit further on with Return of the Living Dead, uh, there was a lot of kind of fun stuff could do with it. I still love drawing zombies, but I'm a little zombie out as far as, like, pop culture. So any, anytime there's a, a new zombie spin on something, I'm like, ooh, that's kind of cool. Um, there's a movie um, uh, Wormwood, which actually is a lot of fun. It was on Netflix. I don't know if it's still on there, but uh, they did a, a lot of fun stuff with with zombies. Um, and it, it's very comic book uh, style. Like the first half hour, I'm like, okay, this is pretty run-of-the-mill run zombie stuff. And like they get to this point where it turns and you're like, oh, okay, this is pure comic book
2: stuff. Right. I'm in. It's funny how zombies uh, have stayed on their throne of popularity for so long. You know, yeah. typically stuff goes, comes and goes.
1: And but the just... approach to zombies has changed. Like there was a time mm-hmm. zombies could be the main course. You know, Return mm-hmm. of the Living Dead, Night of the Living Dead, all of that. Zombies were the attraction. You saw a zombie, that was something worth seeing. Now zombies are almost like. The, the the like a vehicle for something else at this point. Yeah, I can see that. You know, it's it's like it's like you mentioned, John, where it's like, what do they personify anymore? I don't even think we're supposed to be afraid of zombies anymore because it started out, you know, are you afraid of conformity? Are you afraid of your fellow man? This, that, right. the other. Right. Now you're just supposed to. I think it's like fantasizing about killing people with no consequences. You're saying they're like seasoning. <laughs> yeah, like and, that, and that's and that's <laughs> the
0: tough part I have with, with The Walking Dead as long-form storytelling, and it, it's tough because I really appreciate what it did for the genre, for both horror and for comics, but uh, a story like that without an ending is really uh, an exercise in depression. It's really exhausting. Because you don't you don't get uh, a relief to uh, reflect on the storytelling, whereas with Romero... I mean, granted, Romero also tripped up in that regard by doing a bunch more stories himself (laughs) but uh the the original trilogy and i'm a huge romero fan so that's not like that's one of those frustrating things like i love his work and um like but the original uh trilogy that he had uh for it's like for me like i have you know star wars fans have the original trilogy i have like i have my original trilogy for the uh night of living dead films and those are ones that were supposed to represent different stages of culture and reflection on it. Uh, and it's it's weird seeing that sort of mirror just continuously being held up to society and society being like, "Eh, it's Ooh. the message is lost at this point. It's yeah, but I still love them. They're f- they're really fun to draw. <laughs> <laughs> it's just kind of frustrating. Uh, and I and I commend anybody that's able to to actually create a story that that does uh, do good things with it, with a message like that, uh, or or even just make it fun again. Uh, right. Like, uh, uh, what is it? The uh, uh... brains just fell in that. Somebody else uh, can can prattle on if they want while I look something up. <laughs> okay.
2: <laughs> Well, one monster has to be mentioned really quick while he's looking this up is uh, Godzilla.
1: Oh man, monster oh, yeah.
2: monsters, right? Uh, that whole
1: kaiju world, you know.
2: It wasn't until I saw that last month Brian Cranston was, which wasn't like really like over the top good or anything, no. but it really for the first time portrayed the scale. Of the monster, I thought that was a
1: there was that element of,
2: and when he was breathing that like that radiation, <laughs> I stuff I mean, that was that was cool. That was and I thought, just what would you do? I mean, all you can do is run and just watch, you know. And, and you know, I that's
0: still the, the newest one. Has anybody? Have you guys? Yeah, seen, uh, it's the... good.
2: It's good. You should watch that's it. Good.
0: And I tell you what, Kong uh, I, Skull Island it ties into yeah, the I've a lot of good stuff about Kong, and I really need to see that as well. Yeah, me too deathgasm is the movie that i was thinking of put that out there which Which that one is a lot of i'm not familiar with it it is uh it was on netflix if it's not anymore it's it is just a fun like uh metal horror movie and that's that's kind of those things like uh when i see horror movies that are put together on a you know it's 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 lower budget but it's it's by people that like love the genre and they just wanted to put a, a fun movie out. But they're you know it's like it respects the genre and then adds to it. And uh, Death, Deathgasm is one of those movies that is just like it's it's really cool and it's fun to watch. And I hope I hope they do get money for a sequel. Turbo Kid did that to an extent too. Like I actually found the Turbo Kid soundtrack before I saw the movie. It's a great um, soundtrack. Which, Oh, it's fantastic, and it was. I was really blown away with how violent the movie was, because <laughs> the the movie was like kind of it's it's sort of marketed as like a throwback film. I was like, oh, this is going to be fun, and then it's super gory, but it's it's still a lot of fun. Um, but both of those movies, I, I really enjoyed. Very cool. Oh. And uh, Deathgasm is one of those like uh, in kind of in keeping with monsters, the monsters theme. It sort of uh, that that eighties metal monster movie where like the loner kid would summon a, a demon metal guy or something like a uh, trick-or-treat black roses kind of stuff
2: the gate also had a lot of uh oh, that
3: was uh, a good one stuff in there
2: and the gate the Gate yeah i don't know yeah. movies to check oh, out to add to my movies. list yeah. But all right, are we uh, are we good, guys? On the I think monsters? we've got a, a pretty full featured roundtable. I would say so. I would say so. We'll have to touch on this category again, though. We obviously missed a lot. So let's swing open the door to the comic vault
3: here. Uh, who would like to go first this week? I'll go first. Go first. I got from the free Comic Book Day selection the Tick, and it's actually a two parter. If you have read it? it. Yeah, yeah. No, I haven't. Yeah, there's two different stories, but I'm just going to talk about the one because I liked it better. And it's called Happy Birthday Tick. It starts out at a birthday party. Parents are saying happy birthday to their kid when all of a sudden crash. Arthur and Tick crash into the party with a bunch of ants. Giant ants. Of course. <laughs> yeah. A birthday party is complete without ants. And <laughs> Arthur apologizes, you know, sorry to rain on your parade. And meanwhile, Tick's throwing them out the hole in the wall saying, Get out of here, you little scamps. <laughs> Setting the ants free. And the dad's like, "Oh, no big deal, you know. You live in the city long enough, you're going about to see You'll see giant ants at some time." Mm-hmm. And they say, "Have some cake." And Arthur's like, "No, we are not. We're not going to take your cake." And uh, takes like, "Well, what about the children?" Then he starts going on talking about how it's good to celebrate birthdays because all there is in life is pretty much just living, and then death. And next thing you know, the kids crying, and Arthur's like, "Well, we'll take our cake to go." And on their way home, the Tick's talking about how it's not very often that you see birthdays that they kind of disappear. And Arthur's like, what are you talking about? He's like, well, you see kids have birthdays, but you don't see uh, adults having them. Where do they disappear? What happened to your birthday? And Arthur's like, we just don't celebrate them. And he's like, well, what do you do for your birthday? He's like, usually I cry. (laughs) (laughs) So Arthur starts asking Tick about his birthday And when he was born he's like I don't remember being born I've just always been So they decide that they're going to have a birthday party For Tick And Tick's sitting there trying to fill out his list To invite people And Arthur's like so how's it coming with the list He's like well we're not running out of room Will you come to my birthday party And he's the only one on the list And he's like come on can't you think of anyone Like any of the superheroes that you know We've had memories with that we've done anything So Tick starts brainstorming, and all he's thinking about is all the villains that he's had memories with. So he invites the Terror, one of the biggest Tick villains there is. And they send him, he sends him the invitation. He shows up at their party, and it ends with Tick fighting him, saying, we should do this every year. (laughs) Oh, the Tick. You got to love him. That's uh, Jeff McClellan
2: right there. Yeah. Good on you, Jeff. Another that's our good boy Jeff. Comic. What's that? That's our boy
1: Jeff. That is. That is. Very good. You want to go next? Yeah, I will. I've got a uh, Hero Squad issue 1 B&C Comics. It also says WTF on the front. So I'm a little confused. I don't know if it's B&C Comics or WTF that does it. But Hero Squad by but Brennan Gilpatrick. Means, well, that's
3: fantastic. <laughs>
1: I bet it does. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, terrific fun. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, Hero Squad by Brendan Gilpatrick and Callie Burnt. A couple of friends of my girlfriend. Go figure. Nice. um, It opens up on uh, General. I would... I would even wager the the primary general of the United States, the leader of our military operations, going to this space station, I believe it's called the Icarus, in near orbit, where some scientists have developed a gateway through which they can communicate with an intelligent extra, extraterrestrial species, calling itself the ABOTH, A-B-H-O-T-H. And the whole time the general's going on about, like, you're wasting taxpayer money. What are the military applications of this communication between worlds? You know, very standard, but that's kind of the vibe they're going for. And I say, no, trust me, General, uh, this is the most significant advancement in human science, which is fair. You know, now we know we're not alone. They activate the gateway, and one scaly, tentacled, predatory-looking creature walks out. he's like, hey, guys, <laughs> just, like, really nonchalant. <laughs> They're like, are you an ambassador of the Aboth? He's like, no, 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 I am the Aboth. Like, what do you mean? It's like, I'm, that's me, I'm Aboth. I'm like, oh, well, you must be very powerful to be able to communicate between worlds like that. He's like, oh, yeah, I totally am. And he holds out his hand and disintegrates the crew of the space station. <laughs> the general gets away, and he calls back to Earth. and He's like, nuke the station now. He's like, aren't you on the station? Nuke it. Nuke the station. So they blow up the station. But this Abboth creature survives the reentry and lands in the Nevada desert. So what does America do? They call up the Hero Squad from their headquarters in Los Angeles. Featuring such well-known heroes as Lasso Lass, she is a woman with a lasso. Uh, the Mauve Torch, who is a light purple, lavenderish flame-manipulating person. Mauve, mauve. mauve. Mob Mob torch. the mauve torch uh, <laughs> Rocco, who's kind of an orcish looking guy, and Captain Hero, your standard you know, charismatic Superman looking no, 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 no. Yeah, exactly, yeah so <clears> they go <throat> to face this Aboth creature they're like, you know, halt right there, evil doer we're not going to let you, yada 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 and this is told from like a severely wounded mauve torch mauve mauve torch, who's like being interrogated by the police after all this Is like, tell us how it happened, kid he walks up there. Captain Hero throws a punch. Aboth grabs his arm, rips it clean out of its socket, and then punches directly through his head. Uh, grabs Rocco, the orcish thing-looking guy, pulls him cleanly in half, <laughs> and the fight is essentially over from that point forward. I don't think Lasso Lass even tries to get involved, which is he just ran. understandable. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, uh, and that's it. So you're introduced to this hero squad, and uh, immediately they are... <laughs> Obliterated. So it was funny. I well, enjoyed that it. The WTF means yeah, 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 I guess. Yeah. It was a really quick read. Um I thought it was it was pretty funny how they handled the creature. He's got a he's got a good personality. Very um what's the word? Very casual in the way he handles hmm. ripping people limb from limb. I'll have to check it out again. That yeah. sounds
2: pretty cool. Awesome. Uh Jonathan, would you like to go next?
0: um i uh, actually did not have any uh comics on hand because okay. i am traveling uh <laughs> oh okay no problem i'm, uh, I'm, I'm based on chicago right now but i'm in boston uh at the moment uh but I, I mean, I can give shout out to a couple of uh, books that I think that folks should re- be reading at some point. Uh, sure. uh, Not Away is a is a really fantastic book that came out last year. That's uh, uh, it's what it was probably one of the, my favorite things that, that came out. Um, and I met uh, Josh uh, Cotter, uh, which I really hope I'm saying his name right um, at a show. And he's a super nice dude. And it is, uh, it is part one in, I believe, a six volume uh, series. And it mixes science fiction and horror and um, philosophy. And, and it's just a beautiful looking book. And I can't, I really am looking forward to the next couple of volumes. Uh, so those can't come soon enough. Uh, he's, he's working on those uh, right now. And there's, uh, I mean, there's, there's, I'm sure I'll think of a bunch of other ones right after you start talking about the next thing.
2: <laughs> oh, that's all right. That's the magic of the comic the All right. Awesome. Very cool. What was that called one more time? Uh, not Away. Not Away. Okay. Wonderful. All right. Well, the book I'm going to be talking about this week is, um, again, like I said at the beginning of the episode... We came home to find a package from Adult Swim that had a comic in it for Neon Joe Werewolf Hunter, which is supposed to be a foot-in, like a quick prequel into what is going to be, I guess, Season 2, which is a five-part mini miniseries that's going to be on Adult Swim May 22nd through the 26th this upcoming week. So, uh, I had never heard of him. Had you? No.
1: Jake had. Jakehead. I had seen a few episodes back in the day, and it is a treat.
2: It really is. Yeah. We uh, we got on .com and watched an episode really quick. Uh, it looks like you can watch the whole first season for free on there. Yeah.
1: They're good about that at Adult
2: Swim. Yeah, they really are. So, uh, well, yeah, I watched an episode and was hooked. I had no idea this existed. So I'm excited to uh, finish the rest of season one and uh, check out uh, next week's season two or five-part miniseries. Again, Adult Swim at midnight, uh, May 22nd through the 26th. But what this uh, comic opens up with is uh, Neon Joe out in the field with a couple of his comrades. He has a six-shooter in his hand. He just aims at the sky, like a passing-by spaceship, and pulls the trigger. And you watch this trigger as it trails behind the spaceship and through a window, down the hallway, and right between the eyes of a werewolf that's in captivity. It's like the best shot anyone's ever made. What's he say when he shoots, though? What's he saying? It's like you, chew you the choose math. math. <laughs> yeah, you, you got to
3: have that Louisiana right. accent, the
2: Cajun accent. I can't it? do that accent. <laughs> After that scene, he's uh, talking to his comrade, saying about how you know it's time for me to give up the werewolf hunting game and to uh, follow my dream, which is pretty much looks like opening a bar like in a tropical setting. So he sets off, and it says several years later, and it shows his establishment open. It's called. What is that? Oahu. Oahu Joes. And uh, it shows him behind the counter and a few barflies sitting around. But he's complaining about how business isn't uh, going well. And he's wiping a glass while thinking about wrestling this huge vampire. And, werewolf. Or, werewolf. Why do I keep doing that? Werewolf. And, uh, There's in a the, lot of werewolf talk early in the show. Yeah, right? <laughs> vampire. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> but then in the door walks... Uh, a person that's, what was his name? Something was it Plaid Jeff? That's the one. Plaid Jeff
1: walks the in The counterpart to Neon Joe, obviously.
2: Which was the, yeah, like the next best werewolf hunter next to Neon Joe. And now that Neon Joe stepped down, he's the big shot. And he stops by to gloat a little bit and rub it in his face. Joe just kind of looks at him and says, you know, if you want to gloat about being the best, only by default, go right <laughs> ahead. That's fine by me. And just kind of pisses him off, you know. They had all come in after hours, like after they had been complaining about money being short and after the bar is close. And he's they're saying, you know, we'll give you 20, like 200 grand to keep the bar open for the night. And as much as he needs the money, he's like, no, not going to do it. And so the uh one of the guys the accomplices to plaid Jeff just sets the money on fire and he sits there watching it burn and it says to be continued in Neon Joe Werewolf Hunter. So it'll pick right up Is that into the opening series. of the season. It should be, yeah. So um, it was a lot of fun to read. It was really awesome of them to send that to us. But, again, check out the series. It's going to be on Adult Swim May 22nd through the 26th, right? That yep. Yes. Yes. At midnight. At midnight. Set the DVRs, people. This is some funny stuff. You don't want to miss it. It's just, just, just a one-week episode, one-week series? One week, five episodes every night. Yeah, nice. one episode every night. But, uh, yeah, after we watch it, we'll be uh, reviewing and talking about them on the oh, yeah. episode as well. So,
1: And, you know, I think my favorite thing about Neon Joe is that he has NJWH tattooed on his neck. So in case you forgot his name <laughs> and his occupation, <laughs> you need only look at that handy acronym. <laughs>
3: Oh, I think he God. had it down the inside of his bicep. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he
1: did. A, like a line of wolfman heads. Yes, yeah.
3: like on his arm. He's so funny. He's like a
2: like a dog kind of dog the bounty yeah, kind of presence, yeah. you know.
1: Y'all know who I am? No we don't. No we don't.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Y'all know where to find me? No we, no, we, we don't. don't. <laughs> awesome, Neon Joe. Check it out. All right, well right, let's turn our full attention over to Jonathan and talk about some of his artwork over at JonathanLomantia.com. Thanks again for being with us, Jonathan.
0: Thank you. So You're welcome. Th-
2: tell us uh, a <laughs> little bit about your style. We got on your website and we're looking around before the episode and we were just kind of like we sat here in awe for a second because there's a bunch of different styles, but very complicated styles. Some that like, look like they had to take in forever. One in particular,
1: what was it called, Jake? um the style the uh oh, um, very eldritch horror kind of angle that i love yeah where is it right here number
2: yeah the eldritch horror 14 that, that was the other one yeah yeah that was it. i'm sorry
1: <laughs> i didn't realize that was the actual name of it, I didn't, know, it? I, I didn't know if you meant the <laughs> yeah. style or the name of the piece but hey <laughs> was say, uh, good
0: good call on two on for the name two. <laughs> for that one
1: <laughs> <laughs> how
2: intricate like ev- all the line work is in that how long did it take you to do that piece
0: uh, yeah, so that one was uh, uh, actually a commission. I got commissioned by a, a company, uh, a guy uh, that, uh, that does uh, uh, a, a small business of uh, creating custom boxes for uh, these uh, Lovecraft uh, board games, so Eldritch Horror and Arkham Horror. And we, uh, he did, found me through a, a mutual friend and asked me to do this one for uh, Eldritch Horror. they're they're supposed to be laser etched on wood. And I asked him like, well, how detailed do you want? And he goes, go to town, go, go real detailed. The laser will pick it up. And so I was like, okay. And, uh, it was this one. And, uh, I think the Arkham horror one is on the website near it. It's like the, the next row up. Um, and, uh, so I, I, I ended up kind of getting, I pushed up, uh, tight deadlines for those so it was basically two weeks for both of those once the design got approved so those i kind of had to jam through quicker than i would have normally on them wow. uh, like there's the the tyranny of the sun one i, I spent like a a month just kind of whittling away on the the tree so to speak <laughs> <laughs> like just really kind of getting in the, the, the bark shading and then like a couple of rendering passes on that. And then uh, there's another one on here.
2: Hopefully I put it up here. These are just um, fantastic. <laughs> we're, we're looking at Arkham Horror right now, and I just love the separation and detail between the guy walking up and everything around him. There's like, I don't know, like, like in movement. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah.
1: And I tell you, what, I am just, I'm really stuck on, black and white imagery that's like super rich with detail. I've got a very specific, very hard to satisfy addiction to this type of thing, so seeing all of this is is pretty excellent. It's true, he really you does. <laughs> <then. Yeah>. That's a They're safe bet. Black and white if you, in fact, your uh, your illustration, it was, the, I see a color, there was a color and a, a black and white version, but it was H.P. Lovecraft standing with his little eldritch tome open on a field of snapping mouths and tendrils, actually been yeah. my uh, lock screen for a little while now. <laughs>
0: Oh, cool! And that—that that was a collaboration, uh, a buddy of mine, and uh, it's got uh, his info on the on the image, um, Angel uh, Anafri, um, whom I'm always apologetic about probably mispronouncing his name, uh, um, <laughs> but he's he's a guy I've tabled with at shows, and he's a he's a great guy and a, and a really fantastic artist. Uh, and he did Lovecraft in the center, and uh, and the Necronomicon, and then I did all the creatures surrounding him, uh, and he did the coloring on the piece too. So like the the color, all the color on that, it's great. And that's all him. And uh, when we did finish the line art, he asked me, he goes, do you want me to color it? And I was like, yes, please. (laughs) Because coloring does not come naturally to me. I I color all of the other pieces on on my site. uh, And I, um, I like how they turn out. And, but it is always a much, it's just, it's an alien process to me. I I never, grew up like coloring my stuff it was always black and white stuff so coloring is like try on error
2: <laughs> to the, well it looks to like me. black and white's working just fine for you absolutely hey. these are absolutely amazing the attention to detail is nuts so are you like do you just kind of exclusively do the horror thing are you just known as the horror guy What what is it about the monsters in the horror scene that you I like to draw
0: like i mean for me uh like I grew up on horror movies and uh i I wound up having more of a connection with horror movies because you could do um you could be more experimental with them uh, like initially I wanted to be a filmmaker and uh through the course of things uh wound up uh i mean i've always uh, Ill- been an illustrator in some capacity I've always drawn. Uh, I took uh, kind of a long break, and then I, I got back into it um, uh, seriously, trying to get get better at things about uh, four or five years ago. Uh, and so the the horror genre has always been the, the thing that spoke to me. Like I like one of the the first things that I have, the earliest drawings that I actually have from when I was a kid is like a. Uh, a skeleton version of me drawing monsters <laughs> oh wow i have to find that uh, and, and post it that it, it popped up in my on the stage thing on facebook recently um but i was like 12 like so like ever ever since i can remember seeing horror movies i was like i want to do that <laughs> whatever that is i want to make that to to kind of Get get in that sort of psyche of weirdness, and because you can you can do a lot with them. You can you can scare people, and then immediately make them laugh, and then you know because for me it's it's not just it's not always just straight horror. It's uh, there's a little bit of flavor of uh, less of the stuff on on the website because I'm going through here. But uh, there's there's some if it's got a little bit of an error comedy like the EC. Like the classic EC comics, always had that that sort of package that it wasn't just pure horror. It was uh, horror with uh, you know humor uh, combined. Because sure. for me, straight uh, like pure horror is is it's just too much. Uh, it's got to have a little bit of breathing room. But if you if you water it down too much on the other side of it, it's it's awkward.
2: <laughs> right. Now you you I, uh, I saw that you have some comics available as well, correct? So I have uh, some art books. I'm I'm
0: actually contributing to a couple of different uh, uh, zines and um, okay, uh, comics for pinups right now. Okay, um, I was wondering about got, that. Uh, uh, and I, I have two new art books. Uh, uh, one called uh, Dark Hardware and one called um, uh, Out of My Mind, and those just went to. Uh, they premiered it the, or debuted at uh, C2E2, and I'll have those at, at shows um, for the you know un, until I come out with a new art book. Oh, um, very but nice. I, I, I actually did my uh, uh, my I had my first um, short story in Famous Monsters of Filmland um, anthology uh, Tales from the Acker Mansion, with a, a short story that was written by uh, Travis Williams. And uh, he was a great writer to work with because uh, we, we spitballed story ideas around, and he wrote the, the the structure of it and was really receptive to all my ideas. And I always – whenever somebody has a story, I always end up throwing way more ideas, I think, than anybody would ever want <laughs> from an artist. <laughs> uh, Better to have too much than not was, enough. He was really great with all of my ideas and and we you know he, he was like oh yeah that's that's cool we'll, we'll figure out that and uh, uh it, it was really cool and the book looks beautiful and uh, the famous monsters people have been fantastic to to be a part of that that family uh i'm gonna be at the famous monsters um convention in dallas next weekend um not this coming weekend but next weekend uh uh, and, and their, third grade, I'll, 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 be hopefully part of that, uh, that thing for a while, as long as they'll have me. Well, very putting, cool. putting
2: I was going to ask um, if you, uh, get out to the conventions, but it sounds like you sure do. I,
0: I, I am all over as many conventions as I can. Uh, I did, uh, C2E2 was my last one. I'm trying to think of if I missed one between now and then. Uh, free Comic Book Day. Uh, actually, and I did a a, a variant cover for uh, uh, the book uh, Voracious. I don't know if you're familiar with that one. No. Uh, but that one is a lot of fun. It's, uh, which actually, yeah, and so of course, I, I have like two books now that I can think of, now that we're out of the comic book, the, the, the vault segment. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, uh, Voracious is, is great, uh, and um uh, the uh, Marcus son, uh, I, I met him through uh, the, the local Chicago uh, comic creator scene, and uh, he gets out there and uh, is uh, does signings. and I, I went to a lot of his signings, um, I picked up the book, it's it's great. It's a it's about a time traveling chef who uh, gets dinosaurs and cooks them in his restaurant in the present, uh, and yeah, like that it's a really fun concept and then they have uh um uh, uh, in, uh recipes in the back of the book uh and they they tell you like meat substitutes for them and they have um uh, it's 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 a fun book and when he asked if i wanted to do a variant uh, uh cover for issue four the new story arc i was like great that's that's fan, that's awesome i'd love to do one and so issue four uh came out uh, uh About a month ago Yeah, I'm fairly certain it's still available to order Uh, uh, Or if you see me at a convention I will more than likely have one or two
2: That's an interesting concept You you, you think about dinosaurs But you never thought about what they taste like That was actually my
1: plan If this podcast kind of fizzles out I was going to open up a What did dinosaurs taste (laughs) like podcast? I would love to hear that show How many
2: seasons can we extend that into? (laughs) I imagine it would be like Gator, kind of tough
3: Yeah most, it's like
2: chickeny, but just tougher. If you dipped your dinosaur in honey mustard, it would be delicious. Oh,
1: let me Everything tell you, everything's good in honey mustard. You got that right. I often find myself wondering what different monsters from movies and games and stuff would taste like. Really? Yeah. Like the elites from Halo. I'm thinking like all the best parts of chicken and fish. They'd have like that soft flakiness. <laughs> <laughs> but that kind of poultry
0: flavor you
2: gotta be that kid that when you were younger like I think you
0: every... would be really tough I mean they're all like just muscly like they tend in the uh, yeah,
1: yeah like yeah. on the outside yeah. but there's gotta be like ai am thinking like, like the a chewy center, center
3: exactly For, yeah. the soft breasts I wanna yeah. get to
1: your nougat <laughs> the sweetbreads or whatever they're called
2: <laughs> you're the kid that had to put absolutely not everything in his
3: mouth
2: eat. aren't you still do man <laughs> oh, oh, oh stay away from me well, <laughs> objects
1: <laughs> not people
2: Oh, that's great So, Jonathan, I see uh, there's a link on your website Over to, let me see here It looks like mkt.com forward slash LaMantia Where people can actually buy uh, prints and copies of the book
0: Uh, Yep, and I really do need to update my shop So hopefully, by the time this airs uh, That will be completely accurate (laughs) There we go, lighting a
1: fire under your ass on that one
0: Right, right As soon as I got done with C2E2, I then needed to wrap up a bunch of projects and then come to Boston. Um, but, uh, yeah, you can uh, you can purchase prints uh, and books on my website and commissions. I do mail-order commissions as well. Um, uh, actually, uh, Evan, the uh, the gentleman that uh, set up, uh, got, got me word of uh, this uh, podcast, uh, got a commission yeah. from me as well.
2: Oh, really? Uh, I can really see cool. why, man. These are really awesome. These are amazing. Thank
3: you. Well, no, I, yeah, I want to uh, thank
2: you for uh, being on the show with us here. Now, I have again JonathanLamantia.com and on Twitter, I have you at JLComics. Where else can people check you out?
0: So, uh, I'm I usually do cross posting uh, to Twitter from my Instagram. Uh, on Instagram, I'm just Jonathan Lamantia, um, and Instagram and. Twitter pride and my website has always got the links. Uh, Instagram is probably the best way to go to find me. You can also find me on Tumblr, which is again, cross posted from Instagram. Um, but, uh, and then uh, if you, if you look me up on Facebook, uh, uh, I'm the Jonathan Melantia That's usually got a crazy profile picture. I'm the one that's not or the doctor. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> apparently. apparently
2: awesome um, we'll make sure we link what? you and not the doctor on our <laughs> websites and on twitter when we're uh, could, helping push actually,
0: the word if i could uh drop a, a quick uh, plug for my buddy's book uh who i did do the uh, uh i cut a, a trailer for his book uh, zone lords um and uh, i do have to link that on my website too but I, I i posted an instagram video um a couple of days ago and zone lords is a book that was a lot of fun i was a uh, uh, lucky to be part of the pre pre production art process on that, and he's been uh, uh, Ryan has been working on this book for a really long time, and he got a great artist um, to do the the series art on it. Who I will also do the solid of not trying to pronounce a name because I will butcher <laughs> it, <laughs> but he's an amazing artist, and Zone Lords is a lot of fun, and it was great to be able to edit the trailer because I I don't know if you guys are familiar with uh, Dance with the Dead the, the synth-wave uh, band. I am, actually, yeah. They did a track for it. Uh, it was one of those things, like, uh, Ryan told me that he's got a he's got a Dance with the Dead track for this comic book.
1: <laughs> I was like, really? That's pretty cool uh, right at the start. Then.
0: <laughs> like, it's great. I love those guys. And so I got to cut a trailer for a comic book using uh, a song that they did. And it's awesome. a great song, and it's a great book. And it's cool because uh, I mean, it's really tough, kind of getting indie comics out there in the public eye. And I'm, I used to work at a comic shop, and mm, it's, cool. it's like trying to do the hand sell to people if you're not actually in front of them. is <laughs> difficult. So, right. of course, uh, you know, I remember it at the very end of the show. Uh, so it's, <laughs> but uh, I'll put that on my website as well as my uh, my other stuff. But uh, Zone oh, Lords, yeah. you can find it uh, on aweandtheabyss.com uh, and it's uh, it's really good uh, really fun book uh, which uh, check out uh, uh, so uh, I got pinups in Princeploitation uh, 3 that's coming out uh, uh, from Scott R. Miller uh, at Cake uh, and a pinup which will be in the new a new issue of Curse Words from Ryan Brown thanks to Ryan for having me do one of those at some point, it'll show up. Curse words is a lot of fun too if you're not reading that. Uh, and uh, Enzo, I uh, uh, can't pronounce uh, or find the last name, but Gut Ghost, and uh, he's gonna uh, Gut Ghost's uh, new zine coming up, uh, which I will have a pin up. Enzo. Garza, uh, but uh, God <laughs> Ghost is a really fun character, too, and it's 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 awesome, and it's in the uh, heavy metal right now running a serialized, and it's uh, it's cool, and uh, he's he let me do a, a pin-up for that, and I'm working on that now, so I think that's all. I'm doing a lot of pin-ups right now. So I would I say sounds like them. you're
2: busy. Right on. Yeah. All right. Well, very good. We'll, uh, again, make sure all that stuff gets... Uh, spread the word. Yeah. Spread Oh, oh, oh
0: God. The thing art book is coming out in July. That's the thing I actually wanted to remember to mention, and I didn't. But the thing is also a monster. That the whole thing. I'm the worst guest that you've ever had. I'm sorry. <laughs> <Very> nice. <fine>. Um, <laughs> uh, but the thing art book is coming out in July and coming out the at, in San Diego, and I'll be down there. And uh, I'm really happy and excited for that piece to finally get shown because I finished it up at the beginning of the year, and it's been on the wraps for. Months now, uh, and so uh, that's going to be in the the thing art book uh, from Printed in Blood, uh, and I'll I'll have that on my website too. And the Printed in Blood guys have been really great. Uh, and uh, yep, that's awesome. all I swear. Awesome, <laughs> awesome man, <laughs> love the thing.
2: Well, very cool, very cool. Lots of things that we're going to be pushing out there. Indeed. Awesome, Jonathan. Thanks again so much for being with us today, man. Oh, thank you. Thanks very much for having me.
3: Jack, what do we have on the website? Go to cannedairpodcast.com where you can see show highlights, guest info, listen to the show, follow us on all our social media, check out just a taste of our YouTube page, Uh, see our special guest page, and if you'd like to be a guest and promote your work, send us an email on your contacts page.
1: And for you diehard fans who sat here through the entire thing to hear me say this a second time, first off... Good on you. Second, follow us on Twitter at CandairPod and Instagram at Canned underscore Air. Check us out on iTunes as well. Throw a review our way. Mm -hmm. It's super helpful, um, keeps us visible, makes us a lot easier to find. It costs you nothing, and it's very much appreciated. And I tell you what, we plug a lot of stuff, selling you shirts, like on our Society6 backslash podcast page, but we really love what we do, and we appreciate that people continue to listen to it. So if you feel like giving us a review, something to that effect believe us, it is much appreciated. Much appreciated, indeed. And uh, like Jake said, uh,
2: Moich, go get those T-shirts. Go They're get those shirts. pillows. Go get those
3: shower curtains, people. Act the shower curtain's leaving soon. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah, for a <laughs> limited time, time only. Time.
1: And I think it's <laughs> worth mentioning, the, the quality level of the T-shirts you get on society, it's not like you go to, like, Oh, god, Hot Topic or something, you yeah. know, and they're like paper mache They're right. so absolutely micron-thin. You sneeze and, burn burn and, it, falls and off. it Yeah, yeah, they're going to get <laughs> caught in your belt buckle and tear day one.
2: We got to put burn, burn, Hot Topic in now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But yeah, check it out, society6.com forward slash canned air pod.
1: Did I say backslash? It's forward
2: slash, isn't it? It's forward slash. I said backslash.
3: Uh, we'll we'll flog you. You, just get after be, we're you know what?
1: Cu- cut this into the part where I said at the beginning. Forward, when I say backslash. Eh, get the idea.
2: They'll get the idea. <laughs> I'm sure. Forward, forward, we have a slash. lot of bright listeners. A lot of bright fans. That's true. So I think we've got if the best fans in the world. They can figure out a forward and backslash situation. There's always Google too. So true. All right. Well, until next time. I'm Jeremy Colley. I'm Jack Doherty. I'm Jake Runyon. I'm Jonathan Lamantia. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everyone. Why don't you come over here and spray paint your name
3: on the wall? But I don't wanna. What are you, chicken? Hold on there, boys. Wow, it's Flint. Instead of writing your name, write com and help spread the word. Well, that's a great idea. Now we know. And knowing is half the battle. G.I. Joe!
0: Look over there. But man, what? Feet <laughs> are fucking growth. I'm sorry for
2: that.
3: You know, a lot can happen in seven minutes, and luckily, that's how long it takes me to tell a story. My name is Aaron Califato, and I'm the creator of 7-Minute Stories. I'm proud to partner with Evergreen Podcasts, and I'd like to invite you to join me on this journey. I'm going to take you on some crazy roller coaster rides using my unique extemporaneous storytelling style, and together, we're going to try to make sense of the world all through the art of storytelling, and all in approximately seven minutes.